redeemed our God will always come through. A broken, we were reminded earlier on, in a contrite heart, he will not despise. Hallelujah. So whatever you're going through this morning, whatever you've done, whatever you are feeling and sensing this morning, you're being reminded that God will come through for you time and time again. Oftentimes we fail and repeatedly fail, but God, He will come through. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a wave offering in the house. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. You may be seated in His presence. Take this opportunity to greet our moderator, all our ministers, all our brothers and sisters. We are going to acknowledge our parish and ministry director, Brother Rand Davis, wife and the children. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being in the house with us this morning. And for those who have joined us online, we really, really appreciate the fact that you have joined. I know sometimes it's a little bit more difficult to be focused when you are online, but certainly we're so thankful. And if you're visiting with us this morning, great having you in the house. And we trust that your presence here, you will not leave, in fact, the way you came. Focus more. Uh, Sister Lorna, good having you. Focus more on it. Um, thank God for joining mercies. And each and every one who, who have not been in the house for a little while because you have to register, you have to go through all that we have to go through. But certainly we appreciate the fact that you are pressed to be here this morning in our first service. We continue therefore to talk this month about the kingdom of God. And uh, in particular this month is focused on Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And then our theme this morning in the in the service for this event for focus is about advancing the kingdom all time in and so so important. We have shared on a number of occasions this month and I trust that we have been reflecting, we have been challenged, we have been um, discussing, we have been uh, talking about the kingdom. And uh, one of the key reasons for Christ coming uh, was really to establish his kingdom rule. We have established that. We have established the fact that to enter the kingdom requires the new birth through grace, through the grace of God. We've established that uh, this kingdom is a prize of special prize of great price of great prize, said he, of great pearl. And it required us to get rid of or sell all to embrace it. We have been reminded that we are not simply subjects, but we are sons, and we are heirs and joint heirs with Him. This morning, therefore, brothers and sisters, we want to explore a little more in what is required by the King of all 
who will desire to be in his kingdom and thereby inherit eternal life. Brothers and sisters, we will need to understand that this is about total commitment, total submission. Our Lord and King is not about to establish a free-for-all kingdom. Oh no, it's a kingdom that is established on principles that he determines alone and for his will to be established. The scripture reminds us of a time in Israel when there was no king. And the Bible says every man did what was right in his own eyes. Can I tell you this morning that it is not very easy to give up your own independence. It is not very easy to give up that which you consider to be your rights and what you determine to be your will that drives you. But we like to believe that being in charge of our own affairs is the best. But when we come into the kingdom, we are understanding submission. We are understanding more and more that it is the will of the king that ought to be accomplished. In fact, the very coming of the kingdom was about establishing his will in the earth. Those of us, brothers and sisters, who will consider ourselves to be part of the kingdom, we all need to recognize the standards are set and they are firmly entrenched. And whether we like it, whether we don't like it, whether we are of the view that it is right or it is wrong, it is of little consequence because it is about the will of the King Jesus. And so as we journey along, we perhaps need to pause long enough to reflect on our own accomplishments. How much did we submit to Christ's rule? How much have we been measured to his will for our lives? And in what ways we have been beckoning and doing his will? How we think, how we act, how do we pray? All these things are and will and must be determined by the will of the, 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 the king, of course. Brothers and sisters, giving up our lives to God is not opting or copping out of life as some would want to believe because it is going against the natural grain of going in a direction that is against the will of God. So what is God's will for my life? What is God's will for your life and our lives in general. Yes, we must pray. He wants us to pray. Yes, we, His will for us is that we have a sense that we have the ability to think. And that's quite fine. Oftentimes, common sense is God 
guiding us in a situation where we often think we need complicated answers. Thirdly, God's will is that we learn to ask. Nothing is wrong in asking. The Bible says, if we lack wisdom, for example, we should ask and he will give them. The Bible says sometimes we, we oftentimes do not have them because we do not ask. So he wants us to ask them. And he wants us to obey. We must obey. He only reveals his will to those who are obedient. And so it doesn't matter how much we love the Lord. Um, and that is have to be questionable. If we fail to obey him, then our love for him is questionable. We brothers and sisters, we must get to the place where we are understanding a couple of things. What is God's will for my life? To hear his voice is to tune our hearts to obey God's heart. And so we have to be on the same frequency. We have to get on the same frequency in which the Lord is operating so that our hearts can be tuned. If we want to find RJR 94.5, it doesn't matter how much you desire and how much the frequency is being placed out there and the airwaves are going out for us to get that into our own um, equipment or, or, or whatever we're listening to, it must be tuned to the frequency of 94.5. Anything else we probably can't even hear. Does it mean that the waves are not there all around us? No, no, no. But it means that we have not tuned in. But once we have tuned in, we will get that frequency. How many things have we done this year that was outside God's will? Or this week? The pain, the hurts, the disappointments that came all because of sometimes we took things in our own hands. Sometimes we believe that we were, you know, God was perhaps too slow to act. And so acting outside of God's will and kingdom standards results oftentimes in chasing. But the Bible tells us that whom he loves, he chases. And so I'm glad this morning that when we operate outside of his will as his children, he doesn't throw us away. Oh, we just heard the song and we participated in the singing. He doesn't throw the clay away. He doesn't throw us away when we become situated, when we get in situations where we have acted outside his will. But because of his great love towards us, he comes after us. He chases us. He disciplines us and allows us to get back in line. We oftentimes will need to back up because we took the wrong turn. Very often we are going somewhere, we miss a turn, but nothing is wrong sometimes in asking questions. I know as men we don't even like to ask questions. I tell people many times when I'm driving, I'd rather get lost and find my way 
But I don't really like to stop and ask. It's not a good thing that sometimes you've gone too far and you have to turn back and make your way back to the right turn. Our hearts are like soil that must be cultivated to become fertile and responsive to the bearing of fruit. And we must understand, therefore, that as we go, we will sometimes miss a turn, miss an exit. But the loving God whom we serve is one who will always come after us and say, you have made the wrong turn. You have missed the mark. Come back. It's up there, son. And so, brothers and sisters, we can decide to turn back now rather than destroy ourselves. And so it's important that we are in tune with the Lord because unlike the many roads that we will take and we will travel that road to the end of life perhaps if we travel this road that we have we are on when he comes after us it will lead to eternal damnation I don't know who the Lord is asking this morning to change direction for the direction that you're on is one that it's a dead end road. It leads to eternal damnation. And so he comes and he pursues and the lights are blaring and like a police siren, a car, the car, the siren on a police car. And he's saying, turn around, stop, you're going in the wrong direction. Brothers and sisters, as we have come to faith in the Lord and be a part of this kingdom, if we are on the wrong direction, wrong path, if we are traveling full speed ahead, but going against all the stoplights and all the red lights and all the sirens that have been coming through the word of God, this is an opportunity this morning to turn and to take heed. If you have not yet accepted the Lord as Savior, it is also a time for you to take heed right now, right where you are. We have to ask ourselves the question, was it God's will for you to stop attending Bible studies? Or was it God's will for you not to fast or to read the word? Or was it God's will for you to have responded harshly? Was it God's will for you to have been uh, operating the way that you have been operating? And I submit to you this morning, you already know the answer. For the will of God comes on his children through grace. Ah, if the grace of God is a teacher, grace teaches, grace directs, and through his unmerited favor, it doesn't matter how unlearned we are when we come to the Lord, when we come into this kingdom, his grace takes up the teaching and he's willing, this grace is willing to go over and over again in order to direct us in the way we should go. Was it God's will for you to stop doing those things that you were called to do or you have transitioned back to your will 
our hearts, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, are longing for the heart of God to be a part of us. So we go on, how can I be sensitive to God's leading as a kingdom citizen, as one who is born again? How can I be sensitive? In other words, how can I be so attuned to what he wants and how he's directing us? I submit to us, number one, we've got to be obedient to what God has already shown us. You see, God operates on the premise that he will show you some things. He will direct you in a path. And God wants, and, and you have to be a part of what I call a responsive citizen before you can move on to some things else. And so when God reveals things to us, when God beckons us to be obedient to what he's directing us in, we must have and guard our relationship with him. And we do that by how we respond to his voice and how he directs us. No one and nothing must separate us from God. Be obedient to what God has already shown us. Whatever has been revealed, Paul speaks about going back to the basic things and the need to move on from that which is milk and move on to that which is hard food. There's a sense in which we sometimes are longing oh, to lay hands on the sick. We want to do this, we want to do that. But there are some little basic instructions that God has given to you. There are some little basic things that he has been nudging you at and saying, forgive the brother, forgive the sister. He has been nudging at you and saying, guard your conversation. He has been nudging at you and saying, change this little way. But oftentimes, we do not. The commandments are there to be adhered to. Do you really expect him to reveal more of his will when we have not followed what we already know? That's not good um, thinking. We must follow that which we already have. There's no sense in us saying, God, I need to know your will. But already I said in little things, this is my will concerning you. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Do we really expect him therefore to reveal more when we have not followed what we already know? Start with the small things. Start with the small things. If I have someone at work and I put them to manage a team of persons, you can imagine the chaos that that entire team will end up with when he or she does not understand the basics of running a department. I'm told um, many of our, our large company owners, when they, their sons are coming into the business, Minister Richards, you think they allow them to go sit in the office 
they let us start right where the cement is packed up. They have to start and understand from the ground up because they will wreck that business. They have to learn how to speak to customers. They have to learn how to make deals with suppliers. And so in the kingdom, God speaks about also having an understanding about when you have one talent, for example, he will grant more eventually, but you have got to deal with the first one. Start with the small things. Turn to your neighbor through your mask online. Turn to your family member and say, learn to start with the small things. Because sometimes you have failed in this regard. What about your talent? Do we expect a gift? Small tasks will lead to larger tasks. It's as simple as that. And so when the Holy Spirit is coming at us and nudging us, if we continue to spurn that guiding force that He has placed in us, it is very difficult for us to make and go further in the Lord. So be obedient to what God has already shown you. Secondly, pray and continually seek God's wisdom and guidance in everything we do. In the kingdom, we have got to get to the place where every little thing we consult. Because he's the king and his will must be done. James 1 verse 5, if any of you lack wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. To all without finding fault, commit all rights and control to our king. Jesus, which way should I go? Jesus, and, and I'm not expecting you to be, you'll be loud about it either all the time. But in your very little actions, Lord, how should I approach this? Lord, I seek your wisdom in this matter. And get to a place where we are consulting the king at all times. Commit all rights and control to the king with every issue we encounter. Wisdom is absolutely important and it is easy to become overconfident and careless and especially when you're doing something for a long time. Some of us have been doing church a long time so we believe that we have arrived. We believe that we know it and we can accomplish it on our own strength. But the arms of flesh will fail also. The Bible says young men, even young men will grow faint. And so it is not based on how long we are doing church. For some of us, Sister Jennifer, know how to do church. And so it gets us to a place where our dependence on the king become ward. We only go for him when we feel like. 
Let us move on. My time is going on. We must set thirdly, rearrange our priorities. Rearrange your priorities, man. Primary motivation to do what you set out to do, it must be to bring glory to God. It must not to showcase your talent. It is not to put up yourself and make you feel that you're better than. We are not in a competition. We're not competing ministries. We're not competing sister against sister or brother or against brother. But we are what we are and we are to do what we do because we want to give the glory to the Lord. We want to make sure that he gets the glory and the praise. Our priority must be that Jesus gets the glory. We must allow ourselves to do things that will point to the King and not to ourselves. Brothers and sisters, God's will takes precedence over God's work. Can I say that again? God's will takes precedence over God's work. Many of us get very fussy about doing God's work. And we will all push down people claiming we do God's work. But I want for you to know that it is the will of God that is more important. Not even the works that we do from time to time. And I'm not belittling that. I'm just saying in the order of things, it is better to do God's will than to say you're doing God's work. Because it's about the will of God. It's about knowing how he's directing us and what his will is. Luke 9 verse 23. Then he said to them all, If any man would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. You know, many of you believe that is Jesus cross. Many of us read the scripture and, and they say, oh, we must take up his cross. We must take up our cross. The challenges that we have, the things that we have to put under subjection so that we are giving the Lord priority at all times. Moving right along. Uh, think for our son. We must saturate ourselves with the word of God. It is his will that the word of God is through and through us. I can be sensitive to God's leading only when we have the word of God as that which is key. Because his word is that which reveals who he really is and what he stands for and what his will is concerning our walk with him. Many persons have fallen off shape in their devotion to studying the word, studying and reading God's word. Many others do not have a daily routine of reading or listening his word. And as kingdom citizens, 
it is important that we understand that it is through the word we are going to be made clean. It's through the word we're going to understand what his will is. And therefore I say to us this morning, if we have fallen off, if we have stopped doing things, let us get back on track. Understand that his word is a lamp unto our feet and it's a light unto our path. We cannot travel or go forward without light, without being directed. And so when we talk, we talk about, I want to know God's will for my life. His will is already established in the word that you will read. And it will cause you to be closer drawn to him. So that is Psalm 119 verse 105. So the proclamation or the announcement yes. to kingdom dwellers. You know the king would, back in antiquity, the king would go on the wall or his agent or whoever and would say, hear me, hear me, keep so and so. And he will explain and shout out what that word to the subjects will King Jesus has already established his word. Perhaps I'm making a proclamation this morning in his will. And so he causes his word uh, to be revealed to us so that we can hear from him. And so we must understand and hold the word of God as being very dear to our hearts. For it is that which is in fact the very presence of God coming in our street and coming down our path. We must learn from the examples of others also. Too many of us are unwilling to recognize that it's 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 11. For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact Brothers, that our forefathers were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink. And for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered over the desert. Now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in pagan revelry. We should not commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 of them died. 
We should not test the Lord as some of them did and were killed by snakes and do not grumble as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warning for, for us on whom the fulfillment of the ages has come. Brothers and sisters, we too must learn from those who have acted outside of God's will in our times. The consequences can be very severe and for we are not dropping dead here and there. It doesn't mean that God has closed his eyes. It doesn't mean that there is not judgment that is coming. The advice of pastor, ministers, youth leaders and elders is perhaps just what we need to help us to decide what he wants us to do. We don't have to experience certain things. We must learn from the past. Those who disobey the Lord often times or all the times they live to regret it. It must be his will be done. Proverbs 12 verse 15 The way of a fool seems right to him but a wise man listens to advice. Plans, Proverbs 15, verse 22, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Brothers and sisters, it's important that we learn from the past. The scriptures are important in sharing some things that happen. We don't have to go experience it for ourselves. And my final point, get involved in ministry and practical ministry also. Brothers and sisters, we must help out do something that requires commitment and sacrifices. If we're going to be sensitive to the leading of the king, these are things. Get up and do something. Get up and be involved, whether at your neighbor, whether it's in your neighborhood, whether it's on a ministry, and if you're doing something, get something else to do also. But it's important that we get involved so that we can sense God speaking to us. Get involved with the gifts and talents that God has blessed us with. And can I say to us, Sister Wills and all my wonderful seniors, we are never too old. We change focus. We change activities. I don't expect you to do what you did 30 years ago. But I know since you're alive and you are an octarian or you're all up there in your years, you are still 
valuable in the kingdom of God. You're still important this morning. So there's some things that you are still doing and can do. So give the Lord some of your time. And I speak to my young people in particular who are watching me this morning. It can't be about just the world. It can't be just me, myself, and I. It cannot be, brothers and sisters, that we are just caught up with looking about me. The king has talented us. The king has presented himself all to you. And he's saying there are things that you can do. Too many young persons are completely oblivious, not able to discern or understand that there's, there are things that can be done. You are not too young to get involved. You're not too young to find your talent. Many of us you see going on up to this age, we started being very responsible years and years ago when we were youngsters many of us we were doing things a long time and so adulthood is not something that you must wait for before you can in fact many of you are looking very young but when last of you check your age paper you're not so young you know Many of you are in your 20s and are still at a place where you can't be involved in the king's work. But look again, you have arrived. Your best days are today, not tomorrow. So get involved using the gifts and the talents that God has blessed you with. That is his will for your life. Get involved with the children. Give the Lord some of your time. It cannot be only you all the day long. It is clearly God's will that we work at loving and serving others, becoming more like Christ, telling others about God and valuing the things that He values. Mark 3:35. Whoever does God's will. Whoever Mark does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Whoever does God's will is in the inner circle. Paul was more specific in 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 to 5. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable. Not in passionate lust like a heathen who do not know God. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 
if all of us do the will of the Father, oh glory to God, crime would be at a low. Just imagine it every month in our schools, our children, our Christians, our kingdom citizens, our many persons who are in the workplaces and in the communities. If we were just being lights, if we're just doing the will of the Father, all there be lights shining. If every member of this local church should light up their corner, leading someone to the Lord, letting his kingdom come, considering all of us would subject our wills to the king's will and declare, nevertheless, not my will. That's what Jesus did, as powerful as he was. As, 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 as powerful as Jesus was, he was understanding that he was about the will of the Father. I don't know how powerful you feel you are. I don't know how much you feel that you are. You are the anchor of this church and you're a bedrock. And some of you will tell me from whose days you were here and all of that. But I want to say to you that pales in significance. If one who came in last week is saying, Not my will, Lord, but your will be done. For that's how life comes. That's how the kingdom is advanced. That's how it moves from one level to the next and one person to the next hallelujah I want to wear a tattoo but not my will Lord yours be done I want to show off my pretty body and my young body but not my will Lord yours be done I want to tell someone a piece of my mind and let them know how I feel but not my will Lord but yours be done. I do not feel like sharing the gospel, but not my will, Lord, but yours be done. I do not feel like paying my tithes and giving anything to that church. I don't know what they're doing with money up there, but not my will, Lord, but thine be done. Oh, glory to God. I do not feel like being involved in any ministry, for I can't take what kind of foolishness is going on, but not my will, Lord, but thine be done. I don't feel like, I feel like leaving out of that relationship and packing up with that husband, but not my will, Lord, but I be done. Nevertheless, not my will, but I will be done. Lord, help me to be more sensitive to your will and your will for my life. Let's follow ahead.